We're watching films on the toilet Cause that's what dads have to do When the movie's unsuitable for your kids Then pretend you need a number two If you need a break from your family or spouse There's a lavatorial picture house Watch Terminator 2 while you're sitting on the loo Enjoy the whole of Rambo 4 with your trousers on the floor We're watching films on the toilet How about you? So, Eamon Usually, we come up with something to start with, don't we? We don't really know what we're going to say when we start the podcast. Yeah, it's very much freewheeling. Yeah, it might be something might have happened to you during the week, something might have happened to me, but I feel like something's happened to both of us and the rest of the world this week. Mm -hmm. Something remarkable. And I think we're on the same page here. So I, I woke up on Monday morning. Usually, I don't like Monday mornings. Mm -hmm. I don't really want to go to work. I'm grumpy, you know, you have that almost awake, you get that, oh, here we go. And yeah. I switched on my phone and it all went away. <laughs> it all went away. Um, and I think I, I can safely say it's probably the best Monday morning I've ever had <laughs> because Will Smith punched Chris Rock in the face and I did not think about work once I saw that. That was all I thought about and I was energised. First off, people are calling it a punch. I don't. I think it's more of a slap, isn't it? It was. It was a slap. I said it that way because it, it sounds sounds better than it actually was. But I mean, a hard slap. Heft, hefty slap. Yeah, he certainly went for it. Which, in a way, I think is is worse. Like, if you want to, if you're angry with someone, then like lay them out. But he's not like an 18th century gent <laughs> with like a, a pair of white yeah. gloves. <laughs> Could lay him out, mate. Spark yeah. him out. He should have windmilled onto that stage. I would have loved it if he'd slowly walked down that runway, building up the momentum of his windmill. Yeah. And then just, as he finally got to Chris Rock, just like, boff. Boff. Knocked him off his feet. Like when uh, Brad Pitt gets knocked out in Snatch. Yeah. But let's not take away from the fact that <clears throat> this really was a remarkable thing. And that it wasn't staged. Yeah. I mean, Chris Rock's reaction, he seemed to find it funny. Yeah. It did seem staged. But then when you saw Will Smith's face, his yeah. fury, when he started shouting. Did you hear what he said? Yeah, he said, keep my wife's name out of your mouth. Your effing mouth. And he said it twice, didn't he? He said it twice, yeah. Initially, I thought it was hilarious. Mm. And then as the day went on, I realised how appalling it was that he'd behaved in that way. He literally got up, assaulted someone, and then minutes later was allowed to get up and collect an award. And that like, was... In what? In what way is that okay? It's mad. Well, look, I hope you don't mind me saying it, but you're more likely to see red than I am, I would say. Is that fair? That is probably fair. Yeah. That is fair, isn't it? I'm, yeah. I actively avoid conflict. Mm. I wouldn't say you seek it out, but you, you don't exactly shy away from it either. <laughs> so I want you to put yourself in the Oscars. You're one of the most famous actors in the world. You're about to win your first Oscar for your leading man performance. Yeah. Chris Rock is standing in front of you. He's a comedian that you admire, but you've possibly had a bit of tension with him before. And he says these things to you about your wife. Which of any of these would make you go up and hit him? Okay. You ready? Yeah. Okay, how about this? She's better at football than you. No, but no? she's not, but I wouldn't care. Okay, she's a thief. I can't find that quite enterprising. Yeah. It me to her. She can't drive? Again, I wouldn't find that... Like angering, but she's a better driver than I am. Yeah, so that might that might get to you a bit. No, I, I I kind of find it funny that someone's having a go at her about it. If if he said that she's got bad manners, I'd be livid. You'd be serious. Yeah. How about um, she's a terrible mother? Oh, that would be quite 
Yeah, that's quite a bad one, isn't it? Or <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it depends how cruel the joke was. I just picture you, him saying that, and you laughing really hard while she sat next to you looking really cross. <laughs> Uh, what about if Chris Rock said to your wife that she should star in the sequel to a terrible Demi Moore film? Would that upset you? No. Okay, but what if he said uh, she's a f- <laughs> I would laugh heartily at that. <laughs> yeah, good. Okay, yeah, it's good. I think you've shown great restraint. I don't know if this has become a, a conspiracy theory yet, but they're always going on about how, how no one watches the Oscars anymore. Yeah. They're both professional actors. They are. Do you think it's beyond the Academy to stage an incident like this? No, I I don't think it's fake. I've, I must have watched it about 40 times today. I just, the way they react, I don't think that's acting. I mean, you say that, but they have already nominated Hulk Hogan for the Oscars for next year. Dame Judi Dench will be announcing a, a category next year. Yeah. And she'll go like, uh, remember Hulk Hogan's uh, sex tape? He was uh, boning that woman. And he'll come out. He'll get his tuxedo. He'll like pull it apart. Yeah, rip like it he apart. does. Run on. Do that thing. It does like a, a power bomb. Like yeah. Atomic power bomb on Dame Judy. And then do that thing where he swings his arm around in the air and then holds it to his ear. <laughs> that for the crowd. The whole crowd. <laughs> And yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch will stand up and cheer him on. Benedict disappointed me, actually. Oh, yeah? In fact, everyone who stood up and gave Will Smith a standing ovation after I know. that disappointed me. Well, that got us excited, didn't it, Eamon? But hey, you know, welcome to Watching Films on the Toilet, mm. a podcast in which our introductions are very rarely anything to do with movies. But we've done it. We've actually managed to do it. We had to do that, yeah. We did. Topical. It's, I'm, I'm still buzzing from it. Um, but yeah, uh, typically we watch films on the toilet, don't we? Because uh, we have families. Mm-hmm. Um, not families that we'd necessarily stand up and punch a comedian in the face for. But, you know, yeah, we like them. But we prefer sitting in the toilet and watching films that we can't watch with our kids. That's what we do. That's what Big Willie should have done. So they're getting crossed, should take himself off the toilet, watch a bit of a film. Yeah, watch The Raid. Yeah, Why would we wouldn't you... be having this conversation if you'd done it. No, that. you wouldn't. I think, do you know what I think he should do? He should just get a sense of humour about it. Next Oscars, yeah. they should wheel him in in full Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> like, he had the face mask, straight jacket on like a one of those trolley things. Yeah, that would be good. And get Chris Rock to dress up as Clarice. So today, 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 we are going to be discussing a film, What Came Out well recently called ambulance Mm. and it's directed by michael bay and it stars jake gyllenhaal it's a film that exists um yeah we're going to talk about it later but first of all we got some correspondence amen it's a couple of pieces of correspondence um people sent us some letters if you are a person who listens to this podcast and you would like to write a letter to us then why don't you do that yeah you're probably thinking like oh but you know they want a letter from little old me you know the son of god is written in joe biden goes to hitler am i going to pale in comparison don't think like that just no. send us a, just send us a letter jason statham we've heard from greg tonkins we've heard from um joe rogan but look these are they're just people at the end of the day so don't feel you can't write in although having said that we do get dozens of letters each each week and almost none of them cut the mustard 
If it's not good, we won't we won't read it out. They smell good on an open fire. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Don't waste our time. Kindling, we call it, don't we? That is the word for it, isn't it? Yeah. But kindling, not kindling <laughs> like that. Good. So, a couple of letters. Mm. Do, do, do you want to go? I sure I go. What do you want to do? You go. You always start with the less funny one. All right. I didn't say your wife had no hair. Crikey. <laughs> He's losing it. He's losing it. Okay. This, this is something, Eamon. I'm just going to get into it. Uh, it's written on, on parchment and uh, hand-delivered by a man on a horse uh, to my door. So it goes like this. Good day, gentlemen. The ghost of Ernest Shackleton here. Oh. Your show was recommended to me by Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter, oh. who refers to you fondly as the Dunny Boys. You should <laughs> listen to those Dunny Boys, he told me. I'll be completely honest. I had no idea what you were talking about. My experience of cinema is very limited, as I was mostly focused on Antarctic exploration during the early 1900s, which meant... I didn't spend much time in the vaudeville theatres or brothels. (laughs) I didn't spend much time in them. I do hope to take advantage of your show's popularity, though, and deliver a message to your wide audience. Mm. Mm. As I'm sure you're aware, the long lost wreck of my ship, the Endurance, was recently discovered on the sea floor. I was both impressed and concerned by the quality of the images the scientists were able to capture. As some items I thought would be forever lost at the bottom of the ocean could soon be available for the whole world to see. You see, in my personal quarters on the lower deck is a small chest, which I implore you not to open. (laughs) The photographs and pamphlets contained within the trunk could be described by many as obscene and some as next level. They should be left alone. Just to be clear, they're definitely not mine. I confiscated them from the ship's captain, Frank Walsley, (laughs) that's the truth i hope this message finds the scientists before my legacy as the world's most beloved explorer is permanently tarnished yours the ghost of ernest shackleton wow there you go i mean it's interesting isn't it because usually the 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 letters we get have at least some kind of tenuous tie to to the previous episode but this this one has none at all Mm -mm. no i mean i guess ernest as he said he's he doesn't really know anything about the show he just knows that we're very popular and wanted to get yeah. a message about a recent event out yeah there. used used the relevance of his ship being <laughs> discovered as, as a as an in contacting yeah. us yeah he, he really threw his captain under the bus there didn't he well he he doesn't want those images whatever they may be of he doesn't want to be associated with that you do have to feel sorry for those old-fashioned folks don't you like now anything you want to watch you can just watch yeah and then it's just like, what, are you going to look at a painting or something? Well, that's it. Well, you, you're away for weeks mm. on end. Yeah, well, you're going to yeah, take a big painting with you or... <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's that painting you got there, lad? Don't you worry about it. Give us a lend of ye painting. I'll bring it back later. <laughs> Can you lend us your eight foot by four oil <laughs> painting of that... Fancy lady. Who's all on this ship? <laughs> Chimney sweeps. Chimney sweeps and stereotypical pirates. I'm amazed they, they made it back intact. Yeah. <laughs> this is a yeah, rant, motley it. crew, isn't it? Very large, very large oil paintings. All the men. You see, you've seen them all. You've seen the old archive footage of all the men carrying their big <laughs> paintings. Is that why they got into trouble? It's because they bought tons and tons of erotic paintings <laughs> yeah. instead of like food. Yeah, and they're, they're all very large. That'd be taking up too much space in the hold. 
I need it. I need these paintings. It's necessary, lad. It's necessary. <laughs> and off they went. Oh. But, you know, there we go. So oh. if, if the scientists are listening, don't open that trunk. Uh, okay, so uh, another bit of correspondence here. This one, yeah. I mean, much stronger tied to the last episode. <laughs> much, okay. much stronger. Yeah. Another from another ghost. Oh, Lots wow. of ghosts uh, like our show. Or yeah, not, in ghosts. this case. This is a letter from the, the ghost of Ronnie Barker. <laughs> okay. Of course. I, I had a bit of a go at last uh, last week. Yeah, you did. You said he wasn't funny, and you managed to convince me that he wasn't. Yeah, that's right. Let's hear what he has to say. Dear watching films on the toilet, I was recently stirred from my eternal sleep by the disrespect you paid me in your last episode. I was very cross at your... Accusation that every sketch I wrote was simply a list of funny-sounding things. This could not be further from the truth. I mean, yes, most of our good sketches are me saying long lists of things quickly and then Ronnie Corbett saying, sorry, I missed that. Could you say it again? (laughs) But there are also other quality sketches, like the sexist musical performances, where I got to manhandle attractive young women where the comedy lay in the preposterous assertion that they were somehow desperate to have sex with an obese old man. <laughs> and I've not even mentioned the news headlines where I'd make normal words sound like rude words. E.g. Rolox, the thing that hold oars in place, sound a lot like the word bollocks, which means your ball bag. <laughs> or the interminable monologues where it took Ronnie Corbett 30 minutes to get to one bad punchline. <laughs> you know, the more I recount this comedy, the more I realise that you are right and that you really scrutinise my material. Only the fork handles and mastermind sketches are any good. The rest are rubbish, and that's probably why I'm in hell. <laughs> oh well, say la vie. Or as I would say, tits la vie. All the best, the ghost of Ronnie Barker. Oh. There we go, in hell. Writing in, from hell. Writing from hell. Writing from yeah. hell, uh, which apparently is where he deserves to be. He deserves to be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for, uh, for, for trying to entertain the nation, you know, being quite lovable, and yet a little hands-on sometimes, little maybe. Hand, yeah. Really, <clears throat> hell? Really? Straight to the hot place, yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, interesting that we have received another letter which... Which proves you right, Eamon. It's, <laughs> it's funny. I, I mean, if I had a tally of all mm. those letters that mm. we've received from, that you've read, I think that we'd be up into maybe the, the late teens at least. It's usually proving me right or proving you wrong, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, this is it. Yeah. It's just funny that, you know, Ronnie would, would listen to the podcast and feel compelled to, yeah. uh, to write in just... Just to make you feel better about what you said. It's interesting, isn't it? <laughs> no, well, I feel like he had a bit of a road to Damascus moment during the writing of that letter. It's just like, do you know what? I'm not funny. And that finally me being in hell makes sense. Very nice. Yeah, it's good. Mate, not being funny. Mm. You got any of that toilet news, mate? I have. Have you got a, have you got a teenth of toilet news? <laughs> I have, yeah. I've got Don't it in a, a little baggy. This is from the Daily Star, which has not been a, a new source which I've used in the past. You still get the delivery boys bring that around every day. The Daily Star. Oh, yeah. I mean, I read the paper boy. religiously, but I've just never used it as a source for, for it... toilet news. I mean, I can't really. I've, I've accidentally clicked on another article on the Daily right. Star. I know the sidebar of shame on the Daily Mail is not subtle, but no. the Daily Star could take, take quite <laughs> a few lessons from them. There's one horrific looking injury and then the rest is 
uh, women with gigantic boobs. Like, not, you know, oh, they're quite big. Like, cartoonishly huge. <laughs> this is not even a new story. <laughs> Model declares it's bikini season as she flaunts 32L boobs in <laughs> racy swimwear. That's not a news story. This is a woman lying down in, that... in a bikini. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm... it's not. It's not a story, is it? No. It's the not woman a story. model declares. Doesn't even say a name. Thirty-two L boobs. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, anyway, here's the news story. Yeah, uh, woman horrified to, to find a small sliding door between toilet cubicles in Brit pub. Oh. So the punter shared a video of the strange contraption where some suggested it was to pass toilet roll, while others claimed it could be a gl- <laughs> Might have to bleep that bit out. Maybe. 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 <laughs> a woman was mortified when she went to pub toilet to discover a small sliding door between the cubicles. And I mean, it is that. It's like, it's not like a brick wall. It's like uh, the, the walls are wooden panel. Yeah. One of the wooden panels, you, you, that slides back and, and if you, you could bend down and see through into the next door cubicle. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I think I think we know what that is for. What do you think it's for? Uh, the thing that you said that we can't say. Well, it's in the ladies' toilets, though. Mm. How's a lady going to use, use, <laughs> use a, a glass? Maybe it's just when everyone goes to, to bed. Wouldn't have to be massive. <laughs> <laughs> think about what she needs to get through there. <laughs> Female one, yeah. I said it's in the in the women's toilets, and you're like, it's definitely a. Cl-. It's like, how how does that work if it's a woman? I just don't. What else would that be used for? Well, I'll tell you. Some of the suggestions have been to pass toilet rolls through. Oh yeah, but you you always need to do that. Any other suggestions? Someone suggested passing snacks, which is just a comedy answer. Snacks, disgusting. Snacks, yeah. I'm trying to think what else it could be for. What would you, if you found a little door like that, what would you use it for? It would be a special door to a secret world, wouldn't it? Some kind of like toilet-based Narnia. Toilet-based Narnia. Instead of uh, Aslan, the lion, it's just a giant toilet roll with a main... <laughs> <laughs> it's like some, it's like an allegory of Jesus. Yeah, instead of Mr. Tumnus, it's a yeah. toilet brush with a horse's body. Hello. Hello. You right? Yeah, sorry, my wife's just walked in looking Hello. Conf- confused. Oh, yeah. Do you know she can you never right? hear me? No, no, I couldn't see Ben on the screen, so I didn't know who you were talking to. Oh, yeah, no, I was um, just looking at something. There, look, he's there now. Hi. Looking very cheerful, Ben. Always. Did, uh, did, did your wife just see you looking at the Daily Star? Yeah, she did, yeah. Yeah, she did the 32L story. Of course it was. Yeah, I'm now going to was... go around and turn out all the lights in the house that Eamon's left on. Mm. Everywhere. <laughs> Everywhere. Ooh, there's a cuss. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Wow. Sorry for keeping my children safe. <laughs> Thought they were safe in bed. They are in bed, but I leave the landing lights on so they can do a wee. And the bathroom and our bedroom. Bathroom light needs to be on. <laughs> Went in, into our bedroom because he was scared of spiders. So take it up with him. <laughs> <laughs> this is all Ben, this is an ongoing problem. Eamon won't recognise the climate crisis. Pretty sure it doesn't exist. So. <laughs> I needed to get some stuff out of there. It's really covered, Ben. It's covered. <laughs> wow. I don't know what I have to put up with, God. seriously. Well, do you know what? I'm just going to put a clip of this on, onto Instagram, pin it, and be like, this is why we're forced to watch films in the toilet. So get away from this. <laughs> wow. Enjoy. All right, see you later. <laughs> 
I'm a little lost for words. Well, in fairness, I, I do have a habit of, of leaving lights on around the house. Yeah. But my son did get scared of the thought of spiders. That's fair. I said, well, when you sleep in, in our bedroom. So I, I think she's him. just got up now to go and wake him up and have a go at him. I get scared the at on. the thought of home invaders. Well, but I mean, they're just like, the thing with home invaders are that if you leave them be, then they'll, they'll, they'll leave you alone. Are you, are you saying they're more scared of you than you are of them? Exactly. Yeah. No, that makes sense, actually. And what they want to do is come in, eat a few insects and then go. And they've got eight legs? Yeah. Yeah, home invaders. Is <laughs> where I find a web, find a web in the house. Oh, so home invaders have been in again. A bloody home invader had to, to take care of it with a rolled-up newspaper. <laughs> okay. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I have one of this. this. Is the short one? M and S says sorry after staff stop busting mum full of tea from using the toilet. So it's this sixty-four-year-old had loads of tea. Yeah. Uh, desperate for a piss and then she wasn't allowed to go then she had to drive for an hour home to use the toilet so at no point oh. did she think well i better just go pump into a different different shop and use the toilet in there yeah she said no we're going to drive for an hour home holding it in well out of spite out of spite yeah well if i can't use that toilet i won't use any i know and she held it in for an hour so she slammed the decision as daft yeah. not let her go and that she was quotes full of tea I mean reading in between the lines I assume what happened is she pissed herself in the car on the way home that's sad is it? Yeah. or is it funny? old woman pissing herself? is she old? 64 oh a bit old nah that's still fine I think uh, that's the cut off I think when you get to 67 you shouldn't laugh at a, a lady pissing herself but 64 is fine up until 64 you're fine yeah it's lol isn't it it's plenty lulls. of plenty of margin there yeah dumb idiot <laughs> Yeah, this is fair. This is definitely fair. <laughs> fair and justified. Yeah, I, you know, I'm fed up of uh, punching up with comedy. I just want to take a few easy shots. Yeah. Some people just punch, rain a few punches going down. Punch down. Yeah. Any more? Uh, I hate the poor. Mm. Yeah, nice. So, so Ambulance. I saw this film at the local picture house. I did ensure that I used the toilet before I went to see the film to uh to tick the toilet box uh mm. and then and then i sat and i viewed it what about you same exactly the same yeah watching the film after the toilet yeah sort of it yeah, just about get away with it there's no other way around it well no one cares do they no one actually cares what did you consume what kind of liquid did you consume in order for me to be able to execute the summer wee i drank i drank loads and loads of tea so I was uh, full of tea. Oh, you're full of tea. Right, okay. And uh, when I did my big piss, I took a minute and 14 seconds. Are you ready? I'm always ready, Eamon. Sure, sure. Right, three, two, one, go. So, Yahya Abdul-Manteen II needs money to pay for his wife's surgery. I'm not quite sure what's wrong with her, but he does. So he goes to his long-lost brother, Jake Gyllenhaal, and asks for a loan. But Jake tells him, you can earn a lot more money if you help me out with this bank robbery that I'm about to do with this bunch of loose cannons who will clearly mess this up. So <laughs> Abdul reluctantly agrees. The bank robbery goes horribly wrong. A cop is shot and the brothers end up hijacking an ambulance driven by paramedic 
Elsa Gonzalez. From then on, they're desperately trying to evade the police and the FBI, who are pursuing them through the city of Los Angeles, because they've got this injured cop in the ambulance. And eventually, Yaya shoots Jake Gyllenhaal because he realises he's a psycho, and Elsa goes back to work. And, and that's the end. Okay, that's a minute and two seconds. So, ambulance. Okay, let me start by saying something that I admired about this film. Admired? Admired. Well, I guess I should caveat that with it. It's not that I admired about the film, it was more that I admired about Michael Bay, which was instead of doing another gigantic blockbuster. Sorry if you can hear my, my wife loading up the dishwasher in the background. She, uh, you're lucky she just finished a dinner. Uh, we were doing our pre-chat before that. Ben, ben could hear everything she was doing. <laughs> Visceral is the word that he used. <laughs> visceral. Yeah. visceral. It was actually a lot more uh, visceral than than the film Ambulance. I'd much I rather say. watch my wife eat dinner than watch this film again. With her hands as well. Yeah. So what I admired about about his the intention was that it wasn't another gigantic, ridiculous blockbuster. You know, it wasn't another Transformers movie. Mm. It was small scale. It wasn't the end of the world. Everything sort of confined. It was one of these films where they... And I hate it when they do this. They try to make the city a character. The city's kind of like a character. He claimed it was a character-driven project. Hmm. But it's... I was surprised that he decided to do a project like this. Mm. But I mean, I think he has directed like five Transformers films. So, he, I mean, even he must be bored of them by now. Yeah. So, that was something. That was definitely something. Okay, that's good. Now, you say something nice. Well, okay. A little bit of background. Um, this is actually a remake. Mm. This film of a uh, Danish film called Ambulance. Actually, it's called Ambulancen. Ambulancen, which is which is more of a dark comedy, which the Danish are very good at. Mm. Stars a guy called Thomas Bo Larsen, who has been in some really good Danish movies. Um, Another round recently, mm. which was very good with with Mads. Oh, your mate Mads, you love, Ed, and we love Mads. And do you know how long Ambulancen is? The original one. The original film, yeah. It's, it's an hour and 16 minutes. <laughs> okay. Which is a good length for a short, tight thriller, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> this was an hour longer than that. Yes. They put on a whole yeah. extra hour. Um, oh, you wanted me to say something nice. There was one part that really stood out to me for completely the wrong reasons, I think. The FBI agent, we met him at a counselling session with his partner. And he was in charge of the bank robbery division of the FBI. And he received a text on his phone that said, massive bank robbery. <laughs> and that made me laugh out loud. It's no specifics, just, <laughs> mate, mate, massive bank robbery in downtown LA. Yeah, they usually have codes for the various different crimes, don't they? Yes. So we've got three, you know, 320 happening or whatever. No code here, just... No. Massive, bank. massive. That's like a, that's the kind of dispatch Alan Partridge would send. <laughs> there is a massive bank robbery. So there you go. That's something I liked. Good. What did you think of Jake Gyllenhaal's character, Danny? I imagine 
Michael Bay no longer does tremendous amounts of cocaine because he looks really old now. He's starting to look like my mother-in-law. But it's almost like that energy is given to all of his characters. It's like all his characters are like coke fiends. Yes. And that is the energy that they bring to their line delivery. And I've realised it's a real like Michael Bayism. It happens a lot in his films. Is you'll have two characters start shouting at each other and it gets louder and faster and louder, 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 louder then it stops. Yes. That is something he does all the time. They really did shout at each other a lot, didn't they? Uh, yeah, it's... it's what can I tell you about that guy? He's impulsive. Uh, he's a hothead. Uh, he's loose cannon. <laughs> uh, one thing I, I couldn't understand about him is, did he run like a big garage or something? What was the deal with all those cars? Well, yeah, that I didn't understand either. So we've got Yaya's wife. We don't know why she needed an operation. Yeah, did there was no, they never said. No, they didn't. They didn't say. And he... Yeah, Jake, why, what was he doing there? He had so many cars. I guess it was the front for his bank robbery business. But then he was saying about uh, they needed to get some flamingos delivered to a, oh, yeah. like a party, like a kid's party or something. So was he like an event planner or something? Don't know. Everything was so... They have all this time, gigantic film, and they still can't shade in any of the characters or the backstories. So much time, Eamon. It was so long. It was so long. I was thinking throughout, like, who could have pulled this off? And I was thinking, like, Tony Scott could have done this. Mm -hmm. He could have done it and still the film would have had a heart. Yeah. But Michael Bay, I mean, there's style over substance and there is style stomping substance's head into the floor until there's nothing left. It's just typical Michael Bay. He can't tell, like, a, a, a small story. He's scared that we're not going to be engaged. Yeah. So he threw in all these absolutely f***ing ludicrous camera moves. Oh, God. Running up the side of a building, getting to the top, flipping around, coming back down, and then joining a car chase. Why? I, Why do we need to do that? This is, this is it. You know, there's shots like the dolly zoom in Jaws and the, the tracking shots in The Shining and all these shots are, like, technical achievements that embrace the storytelling and the characters and the themes and they are memorable and there is nothing there is nothing like that no it's it's just nothing like you said why in the middle of a bank robbery are we flying down <laughs> the side of a building there's, why? there's no relevance why there's, there's nothing, nothing about that why that when building? the two the brothers are shouting at each other mm. as loud as they can why is the camera spinning around and like blinding us with the sun yeah why? Why? It's it's completely mad. It is. And I, like, I imagine purely on a technical sort of level, he knows all that stuff really well. Yeah. But it's it's like he has no like brain like <laughs> in, in terms of, of why you should be using those shots. And it's not like Jaws. It's like there's not some like weird zoom shot every sort of five seconds. That happens once. And it's to really make you aware of that situation. Yeah. Honestly, I, res- I resented having to watch it. I just wanted to leave. Same. I resented doing this podcast. I was just like, what? Why? Why am I doing this? Why am I watching this film? I wouldn't be watching this film if I wasn't doing a podcast about it. Just too much bay. Too much bay. Absolute bayhem. Can you think of any films that have far more substance than style that Michael Bay could completely take any heart out of? 
Yeah, so like something like um, Dead Man's Shoes or something like that. That's not fair to say it's not stylish because it is. It's a very particular aesthetic. It works. But it's like the opposite of a Michael Bay film. None of the shots draw attention to the shots. Paddy Considine doing the, you're there, mate. <laughs> yeah. Monologue. Just spinning around him and that guy over and over yeah. again. Camera goes underneath that little yeah. beetle car they have. <laughs> it, it flies underneath that, mm. straight towards them having the argument. You're there, mate. And as he as he presses his palm, just blow up. I don't know. A helicopter would probably fly over. You're there, mate. It would blow up. Yeah, that would work. Or like a what's the guy? Ken Loach. Ken Loach and Michael Bay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. This film about like benefits. Yeah. Just like how sexy can we make this? Flying down the side of job centre. The jobs advisor, super slow motion, dropping a sugar cube into their coffee. Yeah, there'd be no sunshine in a Ken Loach film, so the lens flare wouldn't be a problem, would it? That's right. Oh, God. Honestly, I hated it. I absolutely hated it. I, I hate it as well. And it's really weird. There's a really specific feeling that Michael Bay films make me feel. I don't really get it with a lot of other films. There's no emotional hook at all. No. There's just no kind of rock, you know, fissure or crack or something like that that you can get your fingers into. So this is a rock climbing analogy. You'll love this. I like it. I like it. The film is a cliff I need to climb. Okay. If it has lots of features and it's all like craggy and rugged, that's lots of emotion. Okay. So, for example, Dead Man's Shoes. Oh, this is a piece of cake climbing this film cliff. Very craggy. Very craggy. Oh, look, at there's loads of footholds and everything. A Michael Bay film is like a sheet of glass. <laughs> there's just no, you can't get any emotional purchase on it. You could climb the plot holes if they were part of the cliff. No, they're not. They're not. All right. Okay. I won't get involved in this analysis. No, it's, work, it's working really well. Don't ruin it. But I wonder if this is just like hubris. It's just like colossal Hollywood confidence in that everything you do is right, it works. There's a bit where they hide the ambulance for a little bit and he, he gets, Jake Gyllenhaal gets his lackey to spray paint it. And they spray paint it like luminous green. Yeah. So first of all, you think, well, that, that's ridiculous. Clearly that's not going to work. No, like he barely covered it. There's a decoy later on with a, a regular looking ambulance and all the police kind of surround it and they're like, you know, just yeah. don't get out of the vehicle. And then in the background, you see the green one driving past and no one notices it. And it's just, it's, it's preposterous, of course. That would be the first thing you see. But why is that ambulance green? And it's yeah, not like yeah. it's had like a proper paint job. It's like some spray, why some spray paint? Did you thing? see that? Did you see that bright green ambulance shaped vehicle? You know, vehicle, we've but... been like chasing an ambulance all day. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know we've got one, but there's like a green one there that's just passing us by. Should we look at that one? No, just, just shut up. Just shut up. Shut stop. up. No, no, leave that one. God, We're why looking you... at this one. Stop. Oh, there's the green one. Just shut up. <laughs> Clearly, it's the one in front of us. Oh, oh God, it's so stupid. <laughs> it was just trash. Absolute trash. Mm. I don't know why anyone is reviewing this well. Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. It's still 74%. 70 <laughs> How? How is that? God. Right, wrapping this up. So look, the week started very well. Mm. I woke up on Monday morning to find out that Will Smith had punched Chris Rock in the face. <laughs> it was an exciting start to the week. Yeah. I then had to go and see this. 
and I hate this film. Mm. I'm not even going to flush it. Oh. If it was in the toilet, I would set fire to the bathroom. I wouldn't even flush it. I'd burn all of it. (laughs) What about you? This may surprise you, but I'm fishing it out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Good lad. No, it's absolutely god-awful. For some reason, I think it was because I saw that Rotten Tomatoes thing. I was just like... yeah. Do you know what? Maybe he's matured as a filmmaker. Maybe he's just <laughs> curbed some of the excesses and focusing more on the storytelling. Michael Bay hasn't got better. Film reviewers have gotten worse. That's, this is it. That's what's happened. Guy Ritchie did a similar thing quite recently. He made this Jason Statham film, Wrath of Man. Oh, God. And that was trash. That was like drone shots. I guess these big filmmakers wanted to get something out during the pandemic time Mm. just do something good just shut up (laughs) up. right there we are i don't want to talk about it anymore yeah so that was ambulance Mm -hmm. um now usually at this point we'd do a top five wouldn't we we would um we guess each other's top five films of a certain theme Mm -hmm. the winner gets to pick next week's film and the loser gets has to do a forfeit but this week we've decided to do the least bad michael bay films <laughs> correct and because of that we have decided to make it a top three it's just not enough good michael bay films so Eamon, you lost mm. last week mm-hmm. again <sighs> um so you get to go first Mm. and i think you might be in with a strong chance so so we get two guesses whoever gets the most in two guesses wins all right okay i'll i'm gonna say bad boys that's a duplicate yes i like bad boys i think bad boys is fine okay my one the rock yeah is that a duplicate yes it's a duplicate yeah Mm. so that's two duplicates so far i'm going to say uh, did you put ambulance on your list no okay last one the island no ah is it rock paper scissors sudden death then guess so we ready hang on just thinking oh jesus Christ. stop trying to rush me he was trying to psych me out as usual no, i was just trying to think about what you do with the tactics you would use i don't use any there's no tactics yes there is there's always tactics there might be me thinking of what i'm going to do yeah that <laughs> we think about what i'm going to do is not a tactic <laughs> it's not it's one, yeah, of course it is it's like it's one choice there's no there's nothing beyond that you ready okay. yeah one, one two, two three, three show. show what have yes. you got it's off the screen well as you, you saw it. i didn't flex well hang on you could see my knuckles there so it certainly couldn't have been paper could it i'll <laughs> accept defeat because i i don't well, it didn't really seem like you accepted it. It's yeah, it like did. a steward's inquiry. <laughs> Just, I've accepted it. What were your top three least bad Michael Bay director films? Yeah, so we got uh, Bad Boys and The Rock, and the other one was Pain and Gain, which is the really? bodybuilding one. I mean, it's not good. I'm, I'm not saying it's good, but it's just the yeah. least bad. Go on, then. Yeah. What was yours? The Rock, Bad Boys, and Armageddon. Yeah. Armageddon is utterly ridiculous, but, I, you know, it's got an Aerosmith soundtrack. Let's go with that. So what's my forfeit this week, Eamon? Do you have to steal an ambulance? Oh, okay. That seems like ethically fine. And mm-hmm. uh, for my forfeit last week, I had to defend my wife's honour. Uh, are we psychic? Yeah, so here's what's happened. You know who's got the hardest job tonight? Javier Bardem and his wife are both nominated. Now, if she loses, he can't win! <laughs> He is 
praying that Eamon Wentz, like, please, Lord. Eamon's wife. I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? <laughs> it's, that, was a, that was a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Chris. Uh-oh. I do not appreciate your comments about my wife's appearance and would encourage you to show more sensitivity in the future. Thank you. Many thanks. That was a greatest night in the history of television. Well, that was, um, that was topical, Eamon. Thanks. So next time, we are going to be watching 1991's Point Break, mm. starring Keanu Reeves and Pat Swayze. Never seen that film. You've never seen Point Break? No. Hate surfers. You hate surfers? Oh, you famously hate surfers, don't you? My famous hatred for the surfing community. It's really going to boil over. It's that combined. You'll hate this as well. Mm. It's a female director. It was directed by Catherine Bigelow. <laughs> you hate sake. female directors. They just, oh, they ruin everything. <laughs> and there's so many of them, aren't there? They just, uh, like... You can't move for female directors. Oh, so many of them. Like, it's time the white men got a chance to you know, put their mark on Hollywood, isn't it? That's right. It's all out of balance. <laughs> I'm going to stop there. I feel like we've wrung enough comedy out of that and <laughs> don't want it to go too far. I feel, I feel like you're very much leading me down a garden path there. No, I just, all I said was... Look, I've copped, you... I guess I've admitted my hatred of women directors. <laughs> that's, that's for more than enough. <laughs> all right, that, that you're willing to admit. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's next time. That'll be fun. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for listening again. I hope you enjoyed the show. Hope you don't hit anyone who uses bad words against you. Yeah. Don't do that. Just say you don't like it. Uh, makes sense, doesn't it? Um, you can follow us on the gram, on the, on the Twitter. You can mm -hmm. find us uh, on the Facebook. Uh, you can watch this on YouTube if you want, or you can do something else. Something yeah, better. Projected directly into your brain. Yeah, we'll project our vomit mm. all over the place. That's not what I said. Ben's just doing free association wordplay. It's <laughs> not, what, not yeah. what I said. But, I mean, that would be pretty wild, wouldn't it? Just to project our vomit all over the place. This is exactly the same as that fucking letter. You heard one thing and just like, oh, I'm going to go for that. I'm going with this. <laughs> I'd, I'd say my letter was even more, or even less. Ernest Shackleton. Than that. <laughs> sake <laughs> that sorry the letter i received yes yes yeah. mm -hmm. good save eamon please send us off with your catchphrase keep my wife's name out of your f***ing mouth <laughs> 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 bye bye bye, bye.